0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News.
1: Ontario is reporting 429 new cases of COVID in the province today. Of the new infections, 60% were individuals who were either unvaccinated or partially vaccinated. 250 of the new cases are school-related. There is currently seven active outbreaks at schools in the Durham region. Ontario's chief medical officer announced this morning a plan for targeted asymptomatic screenings in schools across Ontario. Schools in areas of high-risk transmission determined by local medical officers of health will be provided take-home rapid antigen testing for those wishing to have their children tested. Only unvaccinated asymptomatic children will be eligible for the tests. A man in his 20s has been sent to the hospital with life-threatening injuries after an SUV and a tractor-trailer collided in the westbound lane of the 401 at around 2 a.m. this morning. The southbound and northbound ramps for Highway 401 to Highway 427 remain closed for investigation and cleanup. In sports, last night the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators 3-1 in preseason action. They play Montreal tonight at home in Scotiabank. For the first time since February 28, 2020, the Toronto Raptors played at home. Toronto opened the preseason with a 123-107 win against the 76ers. First-round pick Scotty Barnes put up 13 points in his debut. And in baseball tonight, the Yankees face the Red Sox in the American League wildcard game. New York ace Garrett Cole faces Nathan Avoldi of Boston, winner faces Tampa Bay in the ALDS riot radio weather if you're hoping for sunshine this week unfortunately we won't be getting much of that however at least the temperatures will be staying on the milder side Today it's going to be 19 and feel like 21, mainly cloudy. No rain expected today, and it will drop down to 13 degrees at night. Tomorrow, 19 again, however. This time we'll see some sunshine through a mix of sun and clouds. It'll feel like 20 and only drop to a low of 16 in the evening. It is currently 19 degrees here in Oshawa. For Riot Radio News, I'm Alex Cairns. Alex Cairns here from All Things with Alex. We've got a great show coming up for you. I'm going to be sharing a personal story in relation to Orange Shirt Day that happened last week and also fill you in on why October just might be the most delicious month of the year and know it has nothing to do with pumpkin spice. All that and more is coming up next on All Things with Alex right here on Riot Radio. I This is All Things with Alex. I'm your host, Alex Cairns. Hi, how's it going? I hope you're doing so, so well today. I'm really excited to be sharing today's show with you. I'm going to let you know we are going to be tackling some pretty heavy stuff during the show. So at the end, I will be providing resources that you can use if anything is triggering or upsetting to you. It's not all going to be heavy today. I will be lightening things up at the end, talking about a food so delicious they've dedicated an entire month to it. We also get a hot take on that certain food from the resident Italian who lives in my house. Maybe that gives you a little bit of a hint as to what we're going to be talking about. We're going to get into that. But first, we've got DC Focus, where I take you to the First People Indigenous Center at Durham College to show you what they can offer you. DC Focus is coming up next, right here on All Things with Alex on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
1: Last Thursday, September 30th, was Orange Shirt Day, and the first day of Truth and Reconciliation ever to be commemorated in Canada. The First People Indigenous Centre at Durham College held several events throughout the week leading up to the 30th, and of course on the 30th, to honor residential school survivors, those who never came home, and the family members who live with residual trauma. I had the honor of attending two of the events they put on last Thursday. I went to the First People Indigenous Center, located in the Center for Collaborative Education, room 141, and watched the film Indian Horse. Now, if you've never seen it, I won't talk too much about it right now, but it's extremely powerful, and I highly recommend you watch it as part of your own reconciliation journey. And later in the evening, I attended a Zoom event called A Night of Speaking the Truth to Heal Together and heard several elders speak on themes of truth, kindness, grief, and healing. The First People's Indigenous Center at Durham College provides amazing services. Full disclosure, the first time I went there... I was really nervous and kind of uncomfortable being a non-Indigenous person seeking guidance from an Indigenous person. I didn't know if I was allowed to be there, if these services were even for me. But both Amanda and Julie who work there are incredibly patient, kind, and helpful and welcome all and any questions, inquiries, and conversations. Any resources you may need to start, deepen, or challenge your personal journey to reconciliation is available to you. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, in-person visits must be scheduled. However, if you want to meet with either Amanda or Julie, they are available by email, phone, and video chat Monday through Friday, 8 30 to 4 30 p.m. We are so, so lucky at Durham College to have a space like this. The resources are invaluable. This has been your DC Focus here on Riot Radio.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
1: I know a lot of us have spent time in the last week reflecting on reconciliation and and what that means to us. And I want to share a story with you about an experience I had this past summer that's left a really lasting impression on me. Last June, I got hired to work with Water First, an incredible organization based out of Creamore, Ontario, whose work primarily focuses on solving water challenges in indigenous communities. I was working with the communications team, and an opportunity came up to travel to Beausoleil First Nation to help create content for the website, and long story short, I was going off to Beausoleil. Now, Beausoleil is located on Christian Island, about two and a half hours driving and a 20-minute ferry ride from Oshawa. Arriving at Beau felt like I had landed in a new world. The roads weren't paved, the buildings looked a little old, there were a few stray dogs running around, but it was beautiful. Water First's indigenous school water program was running a summer-long project along with the Right to Play organization where kids going into grade 9 could participate in a water science-based program and receive a grade 9 geography credit, so heading into high school they'd have a little bit of a head start. They learned how to test water samples on their beaches, examined ecosystems in their swamps. I just really can't say enough about the cool things that they were able to do that summer. On my second day there, we set out to go on a nature walk to test soil samples with a woman named Tiffany, who's lived on the island her entire life and has an extensive background in agricultural studies. We walked all over the island learning about the land and the history and what their goals were for the future. I really felt so privileged to be there that day. At one point in the walk, Tiffany took us to an old cornfield. You wouldn't be able to tell because there is no longer corn there, but Tiffany told us that this was a very significant spot on the island. In the days where Indian agents and the RCMP were taking children away to residential schools, Beausoleil had someone who was on the mainland who would send out a warning when they would see agents and officers boarding boats, From the time the warning went out, families would have 20 minutes to hide their children before they came and took them away. Indigenous people then, of course, knew that there was a genocide going on against their people, but the United Nations had actual requirements that needed to be met to prove that a genocide was occurring, and one of those requirements was people are hiding their children. Well, one grandmother on the island who worked in the old cornfield where I stood, knew just where to hide her grandson. And that child ended up being proof in a case that was built for the United Nations to prove that a genocide was happening in Canada.
3: In 2007, one in three traffic fatalities was due to alcohol-impaired crashes. Mad offers services and resources to help victims, survivors, and their families cope with the aftermath. Our services are free of charge and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. To learn more about how you can get involved, click the volunteer link at madd.org. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
1: Welcome back to All Things with Alex. I'm Alex here on Riot Radio. I know I kept things more on the serious side today, and it was important that we did that. But I do want to end the show by shining a spotlight on something very fun I just learned. Now, we all know October to be the month of Halloween, Thanksgiving, in my opinion, the prettiest time of fall. But did you know October is also recognized as National Pizza Month? It's National Pizza Month. Who knew? Not me. I didn't know there was a National Pizza Day, let alone a National Pizza Month. There is so much in the world that feels polarizing these days. But pizza, pizza is one thing I think we can all agree on. I have never met someone who didn't love pizza. Now, My partner comes from an Italian family, so I've had my fair share of delicious pizzas over the years. They've even got a pizza oven in their backyard. Now we all have opinions on what to put on our pizza, how to dress it up, but I wanted to talk to the resident Italian in my household, my partner Luca, about his thoughts on what makes a perfect pizza. Here is what he had to say.
4: For a pizza to be perfect, the dough has to be perfect. Without the dough, there's nothing. It doesn't matter what you put on top of it or what sauce you use, what cheese you use, because the dough is the centerpiece of it all. It's your canvas. And if it's not good, then your pizza is not going to be perfect.
1: I really like that. I really like the idea that the dough is the canvas of the pizza. Anything you put on top of that is just art and you get to eat it. However you like your pizza, I know it's going to be delicious from the bottom of my heart. I just want to wish you a very healthy and happy National Pizza Month. Go eat some pizza.
5: like little bit
1: Well that's the show for this week Thank you so much for listening Now before I leave you I just want to say, I know some of what I was talking about regarding residential schools was really heavy and can be triggering and upsetting. If you're struggling to process anything I talked about today or anything at all, Durham College has mental health supports available online. You just have to go to the Durham College website and search them up. Thanks again for listening today. I hope you'll join me again next week and I hope you'll stay tuned for more great shows coming up here on Riot Radio. This has been Alex Karens. You've been listening to All Things with Alex. I'll see you next week.
5: This
6: is Riot Radio News.
7: I'm David Molnar, this is what's making news this hour. Facebook and Facebook-owned apps such as Instagram and WhatsApp were temporarily shut down yesterday. Facebook apologized for the outage saying it was caused by configuration changes on backbone routers that coordinate network traffic between data centers. Facebook also stated that there's no evidence that users' data were compromised. Just before noon, all apps crashed but were up and running again around 6.30 Eastern time. After 30 minutes of their applications being down, Facebook acknowledged the problem on Twitter and said they were working on getting things back to normal as quickly as possible. The outage came just days after scrutiny over their business practices. Today, Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan testifies in front of the U.S. Congress to discuss issues with the tech company. Hogan claims that Facebook preys on young teens, especially users of Instagram, and knows that they are negatively impacting their mental health. Researchers at Facebook are aware of the data showing that their app has caused mental health issues and body image problems with teens, but publicly downplayed the negative impacts. Ms. Hogan also claims that Facebook played a role in the assault on the U.S. Capitol earlier this year. In sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs are coming off another preseason victory last night against the Ottawa Senators. The Leafs won 31 thanks to a two-goal performance from Pierre Engvall and 26 saves from Jack Campbell. The Toronto Raptors started their preseason off on the right foot last night as well. The Raptors beat the 76ers with a final score of 123-107. to OGN Unobi led the team in scoring last night with 21 points, and first-round pick Scotty Barnes had a great first game scoring 13 points on 60% shooting. Toronto also got some help off the bench from undrafted rookie Justin Champagny, who had a double-double scoring 17 points to go along with 10 rebounds, shooting just over 50% riot radio weather the forecast today is overcast this morning then getting cloudy with a high of 18 and getting down to a low of 10 tonight the forecast for tomorrow is overcast again but will clear up at night with a high of 20 and going down to a low of 10. it's currently 17 for riot radio news i'm david molnar welcome to the kickback i'm your host david molnar On today's show, we will be discussing Philly rapper Meek Mill's newest album, Expensive Pain, and taking a closer look at an exciting Chicago Bulls team heading into the 2021-2022 NBA season. That's all coming up today on The Kickback on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
7: This week on DC Focus, a child was bitten by a coyote just days before Oshawa counselors were set to discuss policy on animals. The incident occurred on September 29th at 7.40pm. Sergeant George Tudos was on the scene and said the child was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. There have been multiple incidents reported this year in the Durham region of coyotes biting children. Fortunately, none were life-threatening. A resident in the Winfields neighborhood talks about her experience with coyotes overtaking the streets. The coyotes have become increasingly bold walking the streets and forging food from residents' garbages. Debbie Wong recalls being on her porch seeing a coyote with a limp that she has noticed numerous times over the course of several months. She began yelling at the animal, but Ms. Wong says he wasn't phased at all. Many residents have contacted the city through Service Oshawa, but it seems like there has been a lack of response. The only effort the city has made is to put up signage to alert residents. Debbie says this attempt to alert residents is useless and does nothing for her fellow neighbors. Fortunately, on October 4th, the City Council Committee will be discussing their plan to coexist with the coyotes in the area. The committee plans on developing a coyote education and response strategy with the help of Oshawa Animal Care Advisory Committee. The current policy says that the municipality does not take care of wildlife situations in urban areas. The Police and Provincial Ministry of Natural Resources handle any problem with wildlife in urban areas by handling the coyotes by setting up signage and fencing to alert residents. Personally, it does not seem that the city of Oshawa has done enough for residents' safety with the coyotes in the urban areas. With the city of, the, of Oshawa continuing to get larger, more wildlife will be pushed into urban areas. A solution to this problem could be creating a task force to deal with wildlife situations. That's CC Focus right here on Riot Radio.
3: You are listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham, Durham College. College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
7: Robert Rameek Williams, also known as Meek Mill, dropped his fifth studio album this past Friday. Meek Mill is arguably Philadelphia's most prominent rapper with hit songs such as Going Bad and Dreams and Nightmares. His latest project, Expensive Pain, seems to be another success in the rapper's catalog. Getting high praise from former foe, Drake, and other hip-hop icons, Expensive Pain looks to do great first-week numbers. Meek has always been a master of album intros, and that continues with the track, Intro, Hate On Me. This record samples the iconic song, Hate Me Now, by legend Nas, featuring Diddy. Hate On Me is followed by another hit called Outside, 100 miles per hour, which is another fast-paced record that Meek has become so renowned for. A song that caught my ear earlier this year was still running off the Voice of the Heroes album which is a collaborative project from Lil Durk and Lil Baby. Meek Mill is a feature on this song which now has over 20 million streams on Spotify and is one of the top songs from the Voice of the Heroes project. On Expensive Pain, Meek got the favorite return from Baby and Durk with the song sharing locations. This song was released as a single prior to the release of the album and will most likely go down as one of the more popular songs from this project. Lil Baby and Lil Durk were not the only features on this album, as Meek put together a star-studded list of features. The other artists featured on Expensive Pain were Young Thug, Kaylani, ASAP Ferg, Moneybagg Yo, Giggs, Vori, Lil Uzi Vert, and Brent Fias. The project had a total of 18 songs with a runtime of 55 minutes and one second. I personally really enjoyed this project and a few tracks stood out to me the most. Besides the first two songs, my other favorites were Me FMW featuring ASAP Ferg, Hot featuring Moneybagg Yo, and Angel's R.I.P. Little Snoop. Me FMW has a very catchy beat with the great use of hi-hats and pianos. A$AP Ferg is one of my favorite rappers which might make me biased but his high energy p- fits perfectly on this track. Hot with Moneybag Yo has a very similar high energy vibe to it which I'm a big fan of. Angel's R.I.P. Little Snoop is completely different being more of a melodic sad song. I think this shows Meek's versatility as a rapper and he's not just a one-dimensional artist. It's a great tribute to his friend that passed away, Lil Snoop. Overall, I enjoy this project very much, but I would still say my favorite Meek Mill album is still Championships.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
7: A historic franchise, the Chicago Bulls have always been a staple of basketball thanks to his airness and their dominance in the 1990s. Unfortunately, as of late, the team has not reflected the same kind of success that once was in Chicago. The Bulls have only made the playoffs once in the past six seasons. From failed draft picks to injury problems, the Chicago Bulls have lacked their usual dominance. Although Chicago has not been a successful team as of late, they have put together a very interesting roster this season. After a busy offseason, Coach Billy Donovan has been given many useful pieces that might push the Bulls back to the consistent playoff success they once had. The most notable name being brought to the team is star DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan is coming off a three-year stint with the San Antonio Spurs after the notorious trade that sent Kawhi Leonard to the Toronto. DeRozan will fit in very well with his new team and provide a necessary veteran scoring option for this team. During last season, the Bulls made a big trade to acquire all-star center Nikola Vucevic from Orlando. Chicago has struggled to find a dominant center through drafting and free agency, but Nicola is a proven all-star. He will bring experience to the defensive and offensive end of the court. The final big addition to the team was Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball has been a basketball star since his high school days at Chino Hills playing with his younger brothers LiAngelo and Lamello. Unfortunately, Lonzo has never had the level of success as anticipated. Having since with the Lakers and the Pelicans, I believe Lonzo will have the most success of his career with Chicago. A great playmaker and a crafty player on the defensive end, Lonzo will be the final piece to push the Bulls back to the playoffs. In the East, many teams are going through transition years, which will allow the Bulls a chance to finish high in the standings. Not only does Chicago have a great starting five, but depth has become strong too. Kobe White, Alex Caruso, and Derek Jones Jr. will be useful pieces off the bench to be a supporting cast for Chicago. The past season zach Levine has been the standout star on the team but with new additions chicago no longer has to rely on a star who has struggled with injuries during his career the bulls start their preseason against the cavaliers on october 5th and will start their regular season against the detroit pistons on october 20th most definitely this team will be exciting to watch this season and bring excitement back to the basketball community in chicago that concludes the kickback another very well done album from meek mill that might go down as one of the best hip-hop projects of the year only time will tell the impact of this project on the culture and if expensive pain will age well with hip-hop listeners. An exciting season coming up for Billy Donovan and the Chicago Bulls with many new faces. It will be interesting to follow this team's successes and failures through this upcoming season. I hope everyone enjoyed sitting back, relaxing, and listening to The Kickback. Thanks for listening. See you next week on The Kickback on Riot Radio.
6: This is Riot Radio News.
8: Hello, I'm Mitchell Pellerin. This is what's making news this hour. Ontario has reported 429 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 today and an additional three deaths, bringing the numbers down from the 511 cases that were confirmed yesterday. In other news, there was a confirmed COVID-19 outbreak at a Durham school. St. John Catholic School in Oshawa has been the most recent school to be attacked by COVID-19. is not confirmed how many cases were reported. Durham schools now have 77 active active COVID cases. There was an accident on the 401 late last night as an SUV and tractor-trailer collided in the westbound lanes moving towards Highway 427. A man in his 20s suffered possible life-threatening injuries and was rushed to a hospital trauma centre by Toronto paramedics. Lastly, the Bowmanville police officer arrested for sexual assault in early June has had all the charges dropped due to the lack of evidence against him. In sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs are continuing to have a strong preseason as they defeated the Ottawa Senators in a 3-1 win at the Canadian Tire Centre. The Leafs play again tonight against the Montreal Canadiens back in Toronto. In Raptors news, the Raps played the 76ers last night, taking home a dominating win, 123-107. On to baseball now. The MLB playoffs kick off tonight with the battle for the wild card in the American League as the New York Yankees take on the Boston Red Sox. In NFL news, there was a lonely Monday Night Football game as formerly known Oakland Raiders, now known as the Las Vegas Raiders, took on the L.A. Chargers for the nostalgic Battle of L- L.A. The Chargers came away with the win 28-14. Riot radio weather today is a high of 18 with a mix of sun and clouds. Today we'll get down to 15 by later tonight and continue dropping to 14 as we make it into the early morning of tomorrow. Tomorrow does have a high of 18, and again, another mix of sun and clouds. So go out and enjoy the nice, cool fall weather. It's currently 16 degrees and cloudy. For Riot Radio News, I'm Mitchell Pellerin. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Mitchell Pellerin, and I am the host for Campus Call-Ups, show where we discuss Ontario professional sports news today's episode we discuss what was going on in the world of college sports as well as other campus news on today's dc focus feature stay tuned because after that we discuss the recent loss of the postseason for the blue jays and what us toronto sports fans can look forward to with the start of the leafs and raptors seasons that's all coming up today on campus call-ups on riot radio
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
8: On DC Focus this week, the Durham Lords had an active week in sports as the men's baseball team traveled to Windsor for a doubleheader and winning game one 16-12 before dropping game two 15-5. Sticking on the field now, the women's softball team played their first home doubleheader against The St. Clair Saints, losing both games in a hard-fought series. In soccer news, the women's soccer team faced off against the Fleming Knights over the weekend, taking home the victory 3-1. On to Rugby now. Durham opened up their rugby season strong with a double-header victory over Fleming, winning Game 1 40-5 and Game 2 33-7. Your Durham Lords Athletes of the Week goes to Men's Baseball Cruz Lopez. He put on a great hitting clinic and a running party, stealing three bases over the weekend. The Women's Player of the Week for Durham goes to women's rugby star Sam Gates. She scored D.C. two tries and three converts. In other D.C. sports news, the 2021-22 OCAA winter sports schedule was finally released. Here's what you need to know about your, your favorite D.C. sports team. Starting January 7th, men's and women's basketball will start their season with the men's playing a total of 12 regular season games and the women's only playing 10. In volleyball, both men's and women are also starting on the January 7th date, each playing 12 regular season matchups. We're looking forward for this winter league, that's DC Focus, right here on Riot Radio. Welcome back to Campus Call-Ups, I'm your host, Mitchell Pellerin. Over the weekend, the Jays faced off against the Baltimore Orioles in the final series of the season. The Jays were tasked with a few options to make it to the playoffs, with every option including them sweeping the O's. The Jays held up their end by sweeping the O's in a Sunday thriller where they defeated them in a 12-5 blowout. With their end of the bargain being fulfilled. All the Jays needed was for either the New York Yankees to lose to Tampa or Boston to lose to Washington. The games were looking hopeful as the Red Sox were trailing late in the game. But sooner than later, the Red Sox came back to win 7-5 to in a late-inning push. Soon, the Jays' only hope was for the Yankees to lose. In a no-score game in the bottom of the ninth, the Yankees had all the momentum. Aaron Judge steps up to the plate. Runner on second and third. Aaron Judge hits a single to win the game. Walk off. one nothing win for the Yankees. With the Jays' season coming to an end, there's only one way to look at it. The Jays had a great year. The Jays had 91 games won this year. That's unheard of in the MLB. If the Jays can continue their winning ways and keep a couple of key guys like Semyon and Robbie Ray, as well as include a couple more relief pitchers and uh, and closing pitchers, I think the Jays are in for a couple more good years of winning. The Jays still have Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, and a bunch of more players that are going to be holding up their end for the Jays this year and the next coming years. With the Jays done for the season... A lot of people are wondering what there is to do with their time. Well, I have some good news for you. Both the Leafs and the Raptors are back in action as both preseasons are underway. There's a lot to look forward to as well, as both teams are looking great in their first few preseason matchups. The Leafs have been on a tear so far, winning three of their first four games. As the Raptors, they've only had one game, but they won. The Raptors' new talent, Scotty Barnes, is giving many Raps fans some hope, as he's supposed to be a nice, well-rounded young player. Barnes was drafted 4th overall by the Raps this year. The Leafs start their regular season on the 13th against a long-time rival, the Montreal Canadiens. As I'm sure everyone remembers, last season, the Leafs faced off against Montreal in the first game as well. And boy, was it ever memorable. The game was back and forth and included a lot of action-packed, non-stop play. Not to mention, the game featured a fight and an OT win for the Leafs. This game is also supposed to be a bit of a revenge mission for the Leafs, as last season they were beat out of the playoffs by the Canadiens in the first round. Make sure to tune in for this game, this is going to be a doozy. The Raptors also started their season on the 20th, as they play against the Washington Wizards in their first home game, in almost two years. Both the Leafs and the Raptors are looking forward into playing in front of an actual fan base this year, as the government has opened a limit of fans allowed to attend the games as well. Hopefully the Scotiabank Arena, and both Toronto Raptors and Toronto Maple Leafs fans, can help these teams make a final push for the postseason and have two successful years. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Campus Call-Ups on Riot Radio.
6: This is Riot Radio News. I'm
9: Gregory Gerard. This is what's making news this hour. It was a social media meltdown. Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook are back online after being down for over seven hours yesterday. Users could not send messages or load new content to their feeds. As a result of the crashes, Twitter saw an increased usage of its platform, which in turn led to a technical issue with Twitter's comments section that prevented users from reading comments or replies. Many companies' social media pages also took the opportunity to post jokes about the situation and to have a conversation with Twitter's personal account. In related news, a former Facebook data scientist has come forward claiming that Facebook has repeatedly amplified posts filled with hate, misinformation, and political unrest across all of its platforms. The claim specifically mentions that an internal study conducted by Facebook showed that 13.5% of teen girls using Facebook-owned Instagram had increased thoughts of suicide, and that 17% of teen girls said that using Instagram made their eating disorders worse. The research also showed that as the girls viewed content about eating disorders, they ended up getting more depressed and started to use Instagram more, resulting in a loop of negative feedback about their disorders or their bodily image. Facebook has since denied the claims with the case going before the US Congress today. In sports, the Toronto Raptors opened their preseason well with a 123-107 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. First-round draft pick Scotty Barnes impressed in his debut, putting up 13 points along with 9 rebounds and 6 assists. Fellow Raptor O.G. Ananobi also impressed, scoring a game-high 21 points in the win, while veteran center Andre Drummond led Philly with his team-high 19. The Raptors will now head to Philly for the preseason rematch happening Thursday. Riot Radio weather here. Today will be cloudy with potential for light drizzles here and there. The temperature will be 19, feeling like 21. Moving into the evening and overnight, the clouds will stay but the drizzles will go with the clouds breaking up a little bit further into the night. The temperature will be 16, feeling like 16. Moving into Wednesday, expect sun and clouds throughout the day with a high of 19, feeling like 20. It is currently 16 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Gregory Girard. Hello and welcome to The Slinky, the show where we discuss random and interesting topics. I'm your host, Gregory Girard. On today's show, we start off with the weekly segment, DC Focus, where we cover stories from Durham Region and the Durham College campus. After that, we sit down and talk about this week's random topics, Apple products and airplanes. That's all coming up today on The Slinky on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
9: This week on DC Focus, are you looking for fun Halloween-themed events to visit this year? Then we have an event to tell you about. Watson Farms in Bowenville is hosting the 14th annual Firehouse Fright Night at their farm. Visitors can go on October 15th, October 16th, October 22nd, or October 23rd for a fun night full of scares and events for you to enjoy. Enjoy the spooky scenes in the brand new corn maze while having fun with your friends. Tickets are $15 each with group rates available, and proceeds go towards the local Firehouse Center and the local United Way. For tickets, please go to www.thefirehouse.ca. However, don't expect to see me there. I absolutely hate spooky things and Halloween, especially haunted houses and jump scares. I don't even watch horror movies. That being said, I encourage those of you who do enjoy spooky mazes to go and support the event, and I hope that all of you who go have a great time. Please note that the event will be happening rain or shine unless there is thunder and lightning. Again, the Firehouse Fright Night takes place October 15th, 16th, 22nd, or 23rd at Watson Farms in Bowmanville. Tickets are $15 with group rates available, and proceeds go towards the local youth center and the local United Way. For tickets, go to www.thefirehouse.ca. Enjoy a fun and spooky maze filled with plenty of scares to go around. Again, for tickets, go to www.thefirehouse.ca. That's all for DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. Coming up after the break, we talk about Apple products and how new European laws might change their entire business. Don't go away.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Hello and welcome
9: back to The Slinky, I'm Gregory Girard. Today we're talking about Apple products. So, I've been using Android for most of my life and I must say that I find Android products great. I'm gonna put PC in that category as well because they've got all the USB ports and a lot of the same like basic interface being Windows based and everything. So, you know, I, I think they're pretty similar. Uh, Recently I had to pick up some Apple products for school and I must say that while there are definitely some benefits such as increased security like having to put in your password six times to do anything, uh, there were definitely some cons and some things that I had to get used to, but the number one thing that I can think of is the lack of USB ports on MacBooks. I brought a brand new MacBook which cost a bunch of money, obviously, since it's a brand new computer. Then I had to buy, like, six additional dongles and plugins so I could use various features. The worst was when I had to upload files from an SD card. I needed the SD card reader, plus the additional USB to USB-C dongle from Apple, in order to read the card. With the PC, I only need the reader, and some PCs and laptops even just allow you to put the SD card straight into the computer. And don't even get me started on their lightning charge cable feature. It means that I can't use all of the USB-C charging cables to charge certain things, like my AirPods. Thankfully, the Mac uses USB-C charging, which means I can charge my phone at my desk while not having to... You know, if my laptop's not charging, then I can just charge my phone instead. But I can also technically, I guess, use my charging cables for my phone to charge my laptop. But, the other Apple products that have the lightning cable require you to have the additional cable, and it's really just annoying. Thankfully, it looks like the Europeans have figured it out. I read that they are implementing, or at least are trying to implement, laws that will force Apple to switch to USB-C only. Thereby eliminating the stupid lightning system. And I must say that, as you can probably tell, I am down. I actually hope that the EU goes further and forces Apple to include USB ports so that we no longer have to buy like six different accessories so that we can use our functions on our devices. Either way, the new law will definitely change how Apple designs their products, and it will be interesting to see whether the changes are brought to Canadian market. I could see a situation where Apple makes an EU-only model with the USB-C charge while keeping the rest of their models as lightning ports, especially on things like phones. Um, At least by then, I'll... I've gotten my money's worth out of all the dongles I bought, I guess. That being said, we need to go to commercial! Coming up after the break, we talk about airplanes, because guess what? Airplanes are cool. This is Gregory Gerard for the Slinky on Riot Radio. Don't go anywhere.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
9: Welcome back to the Slinky here on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Gregory Girard. As promised, we're going to talk about airplanes because they're cool. I mean, seriously, have you ever gone to an airplane museum? It's one of my favorite types of museums, along with literally every other type of museum. What can I say? I like museums, too. But looking at all of the old machinery in the planes, especially like the early planes like the Sopwith Camel or the Lockheed Electra or my favorite era, the World War II planes like the de Havilland Mosquito or the Grumman Hellcat, uh, it's probably one of my most favorite things to do. If you have time, I'd recommend going to see one of the last flying Lancaster bombers at the Air Museum in Hamilton, Ontario. Not only is it a beautiful plane, but if you get to see it fly, oh boy. The funny part is, is that the new planes, like your Boeings that you see going overhead every day, or your Airbuses, they're still quite nice, but they definitely don't look nearly as good as the old designs. I mean, the Spitfire and the Hawker Hurricane have some of the cleanest looks, if not the cleanest looks, in the entire history of aviation. The P-51 Mustang's also up there. The number one plane I miss, though, is the Avro Arrow. For those who don't know, the Arrow was going to be a Canadian-developed fighter plane that would have exploded Canada's aviation industry. Instead, the project got too costly, and it was cancelled in 1959. And Canada has not produced or developed any fighter plane completely by themselves since. They've either bought planes, or they bought the licenses in order to build Canadian versions of planes usually developed in the States or overseas which really sucks, because the Arrow would have been way ahead of its time, and there was potential for Canada to become a massive player in aviation history. Instead, the Arrow was largely forgotten outside of Canada, and a lot of aviation history books either barely mention the Arrow and Canada's aviation history, or they leave it out altogether, unless they were printed in Canada. That being said, Canada still has a great aviation industry today, albeit you know, not their own technically, it's a lot of, you know, American-built planes, and a lot of the American-designed Canadian-licensed planes were great too, including the Sabre, the Voodoo, and the Starfighter, which were all mainly in the 60s, but that's okay. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today's show. Make sure to tune in next week to see what random topics we'll be discussing next week, and to see what's making headlines in news, sports, and the Durham region. For The Slinky on Riot Radio, I've been Gregory Giroux. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College.
6: This is Riot Radio
10: News. I'm Sean Tinker and here's what's making news this hour. The government of Ontario said they will be implementing a new rapid COVID-19 testing program to schools and daycares in high transmission areas. Ontario's chief medical officer, Dr. Kieran Moore, said this will help track down cases as well as prevent transmission among students. The test will also only be used for unvaccinated students. Two men have been charged after a stabbing and bear spray attack took place on Saturday night. The event took place on Adelaide Avenue West in Oshawa. The two men are being charged with multiple assault charges. A woman in Whitby is being charged for theft of a motor vehicle after being blocked in by police after she drove down a dead-end street. Officers tried to stop the woman, but she refused and eventually was trapped by the police. In sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs took down their provincial rivals Ottawa Senators by a score of 3 to 1 in preseason action. Least forward Pierre Engvall had two goals in the win. In Raptors news, they took on the Philadelphia 76ers in their first preseason game of the season. This was the fans first look at the fourth overall pick Scotty Barnes where he had a full stat line. The Raptors won by a score of 123-107. to The Raptors next game is on October 7th against the 76ers. Riot Radio Weather. This afternoon temperatures are going to reach a high of 19 degrees with skies remaining mostly cloudy throughout the day. For tonight, temperatures are going to drop to a low of 13 degrees with variable cloudiness. Wednesday is going to see temperatures reaching a high of 19 degrees with a mix of sun and cloud. It is currently 17 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Sean Tinker. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Level Change. I'm your host Sean Tinker. On this episode, we're going to take a look at the results of Bellator London that took place this past weekend. I will also be talking about my predictions for the Toronto Maple Leafs' upcoming season. That and much more coming up on Level Change.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
10: For DC Focus this week, let's take a look at a fun and interesting art event going on at Durham College. On Tuesday, October 5th, join Durham College students in a Métis Rock Dot Art session with Senator Cecil Wegar. Participants will be led through this event with step-by-step instruction. Métis Rock Dot Art is a traditional art form in the Métis culture that mimics traditional Indigenous beadwork art form. The event is happening on Tuesday, October 5th from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. and will be held online as well as in person. There are only 15 tickets for in-person class, so hurry up to get your spot. It will be taking place in the Center for Collaborative Education, Building Room 141. You will be required to bring your own supplies, which is listed on the Eventbrite website. I would recommend going to this event because it's a great way to de-stress and make something beautiful, as well as getting to meet some great new people. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's installment of Level Change. This week I want to chat about Bellator London that took place over the weekend. The one fight I want to talk about is the main event that didn't let any viewer down. The main fight of the card was Douglas Lima versus Michael Venom Page. This fight was a crazy showdown of two of the best welterweights in the world. From the start of the fight MVP was up to his usual extreme unorthodox fighting style. That consists of a lot of movement and powerful flying strikes, as well as his fair share of feints to keep Lima always thinking. The most surprising thing to me about MVP was that there was none of the taunts every MMA fan has come to love about him. It was especially surprising because he had the whole crowd in a packed Wembley Stadium on his side, which had me thinking the taunts would be on full display. On the other side of the octagon, we had the calf killer Douglas Lima looking as scary as ever. In my opinion, Lima fought the smarter fight in that he was common to striking except when he would unload some of those crazy kicks, as well as utilizing his jiu-jitsu when he knew MVP was coming on strong on the feet. Lima also did a great job of dealing ground and pound damage when in top position. The fight was a really close contest that eventually ended in a split decision win for MVP, which I had a little bit of a problem with. I think the fight should have been a draw, because even though Lima was slightly outstruck on the feet, he dominated on the ground, as well as landing punishing ground stripes. Nonetheless, I think there will definitely be a trilogy fight to finish up this heated rivalry. That's it for MMA talk on level change, but stay tuned for my preview of the Leafs' upcoming season after this short break. As a Toronto boy growing up in the suburbs of the GTA, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been a staple in my life for as long as I can remember. Sure, I've never seen them have any playoff success and repeatedly being one of the worst teams in the league, but this year, this year's going to be different, right? Let's start by taking a look at this year's forward group. The Leafs' core consisting of players like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Taveras and Willie Nylander remains the same but there are some holes to take a look at. The Leafs lost key forechecker checker and left winger Zach Hyman to free agency, and an already weak left side is a big question mark to me. There are players like Nick Ritchie and Michael Bunting waiting to try and fill in the holes on the left side and add some of that gritty style that the Leafs are in dire need of. The one forward I'm interested in most is rookie Nick Robertson, the former Peterborough Pete and OHL leading goal scorer is looking to solidify his spot on the roster, and add to an already potent offense. On the defensive side of things, there wasn't much change. They lost depth defenseman Zach Bogosian, but that just opens things up for the young guns like Travis Dermott and Rasmus Sandin to take full advantage and make their mark on the roster. The defense in my opinion is underrated, and I feel this is the team's most solid position. For the goalies, there was a bit of change with longtime starter Freddie Anderson leaving to Carolina. The Leafs made last season's starter Jack Campbell the starting goalie, as well as adding solid goalie Peter Morazic to make a great goalie tandem. Jack Campbell has never been a starting goalie, so there is question surrounding if he can handle it, but we will see what happens throughout the season. This is going to be a great season, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Level Change on riot radio this is riot radio news
11: good afternoon i'm bob Morrison, and this is what's making news this hour on monday 429 new cases of covid-19 were reported in ontario 301 were in people who are not fully vaccinated or their status is unknown there are also four more deaths, bringing the death toll to 9,757. And there are also 4,734 active cases in Ontario. And a rapid testing program for schools and child care centers is on its way. The province is only going to be using the test for unvaccinated asymptomatic students and children who are not high-risk contacts. The program will be voluntary. And yesterday, major social media giant Facebook was down worldwide for the majority of the day, only coming back in the evening. Facebook's outage also affected partner companies such as Instagram, WhatsApp, and the Messenger app. Facebook released a statement Monday night saying an outage was a technical error, not a hack, as many people on Twitter suggested. And now, for sports. The Raptors are back after 19 months away. Last night, the Raptors had a preseason game against the Philadelphia 76ers in Toronto. And the Raptors won the preseason game 123-107. The Raptors' regular season begins at home on October 20th against the Washington Wizards. And for hockey news, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Alex Pietranello all have been named for Canada's men's hockey team for the upcoming Beijing Olympics. The Men's Olympic Hockey Tournament runs from February 9th to the 20th of 2022. Canada's first game is on February 10th against Germany. Now for the weather. Today, we will see a high of 19 degrees and it will be mostly cloudy. For tonight, a low of 16 degrees, cloudy with clear breaks. As for Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds for the day with a high of 19 and a low of 16 particularly cloudy for wednesday evening it is currently 17 degrees overcast for riot radio news i'm bobby morrison welcome to nerdly reviews i'm your host bobby morrison and on today's show some fun stuff you can do in durham region october along with collector's corner and the latest nerdly opinion that's all coming up today on riot radio campus
0: life and regional stories about people and places what's happening in durham region region This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
11: This week on DC Focus, until October 30th at Pickering's Museum Villages, there will be haunted ghost walks in the evenings from 6 to 9 p.m. Each ghost walk will last an hour. A maximum of nine people can do a ghost walk, and registration is required. The cost for the ghost walk is $25 plus tax. For assistance you can call 905-683-8401 the next upcoming walk is this thursday friday and saturday the next walks don't begin again until next thursday next up every sunday at pickering museum villages again is a fairy tour this happens every sunday from 10 a.m to 4 p.m until november 13th these programs are group programs with up to five people and cost forty dollars registration is required in advance Again, you can call 905-683-8401 for assistance. A fairy walk or ghost walks sounds so interesting, especially for this spooky time of year. That's DC Focus right here on BrightRadio.ca, and now for Collector's Corner. On Collector's Corner, I discuss local stores, big or small, that have good collector items. On this week's show, I'm going to be talking about rare Funko finds in chain stores. Now, first up, I have Toys R Us. The Toys R Us in Whitby is my personal go-to for rare Funko Pops. There's always interesting finds here, especially around convention time. The other closest Toys R Us in Durham region is located in Pickering. This one is good, too, for rare finds. The biggest finds I've found here was the Funko Shop Pride, Star Wars BB-8, Funko Shop exclusives are rare to be seen in Canada, considering Funko is an American company. The Funko Shop exclusives can vary from odd to amazing, but this BB-8 was a random find. Next up, I also found at the Whitby location, the 2019 Star Wars stand Trooper. This trooper was a New York Comic Con exclusive, as well as a Target exclusive that was never really going to come up here. It was odd too, considering I only found this at the Whitby Toys R Us, nowhere else. If you're interested, the Whitby Toys R Us is located at 50 Fixton Road South, Whitby, Ontario, and the Pickering one is located at 1899 Brock Road, Unit 3, Pickering, Ontario. Next, the Mind Games located in the bottom floor of the Oshawa Center always has great pop figures, sometimes pricey, but nonetheless great for collectors. This Mind Games is also expanding into an adjacent unit. It will be called Mind Games Toys, where the majority of their fungal figures will go. They have rare figures like Chases and American Exclusives, many of which I wasn't aware of. Friendly and helpful staff, this store is located at 419 King Street West, Oshawa, Ontario, Lower Level. And now for Nerdly Opinion. Big-time nerdy store EB Games is going to rebrand into GameStop by the end of 2021. According to Global News, AB Games has 4,000 stores in Canada, with operations in Australia, New Zealand, and countries across Europe. So yeah, AB Games will rebrand into GameStop. GameStop has claimed that it was, quote, This decision follows a receipt of feedback from our valued customers and stockholders, which I find funny, because most customers hate this. On Instagram, one user by the name of I know underscore commented on an announcement post This makes no sense why this is happening. It was better off as EB Games, with GameStop commenting back the valued customers and stockholders statement again. Another Instagram user, Jack Ara underscore N dot underscore, said I have never had issues in an EB Games, but GameStop has always been kind of trash. If EB Games becomes GameStop, I'm done with video games and I'm going to read books from now on. Most people like me are disappointed with this change. Although a few members of staff at my local EB Games have told me GameStop has tried this before, claiming it to be a permanent change. After a few years, the companies separated again, going back to their respectful names, EB Games and GameStop. The reason I can tell many valued customers are disappointed is because of GameStop's track record. Other than a nice Funko exclusive every once in a while, GameStop feels like EBX. Big stores, nothing in them, and kind of trash. GameStop has a certain baggage in the gaming community of being bad. All, hopefully, though, this can be good. The Canadian stores could receive more exclusive being under the GameStop name, and it has already begun. In the Funko app, all GameStop exclusives are labeled as just GameStop, meaning that they will go to GameStop as a whole, and I have seen these figures in the EB Games stores. The EB Games website has also been improved after GameStop rebranded it, making the site easier to use. I hope, though, that it stays like this and GameStop Canada doesn't become like Target Canada, an afterthought. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Nerdly Re- Reviews on Right Radio. Now, here's Head Over Boots by John Party, playing us out on Riot Radio.
0: listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio
6: News.
12: I'm Hayden Lamarant, and this is What's Making News. Many social media users were without Facebook and Instagram yesterday, as Facebook and its own apps and services it outage that started just before noon and didn't come back until just around six p.m. On Monday afternoon, a driver was sent to hospital after a single vehicle collision in Pickering. Passing drivers stopped to help the driver in a pickup truck that left the northbound lane of the York Durham Line near 16th Avenue. Durham Region Police say that the driver went to hospital in critical condition. The province the province of Ontario announces COVID nineteen rapid testing will be placed in schools where transmission will be high. The rapid, test set, the rapid tests are set to be released next week, and health units will work with the province to determine if their region will need rapid testing. In sports, Monday night football was last night, and the Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 26-14. The Toronto Raptors kicked off their pre- preseason last night with a 123-107 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Fourth-round overall pick Scotty Barnes totaled 13 points in his first game as a Raptor. In other preseason news, the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the Ottawa Senators 3-1 in their fourth preseason game. Riot Radio weather today will be a high of 18 with tonight going down to a low of 12. And for Wednesday, it will be a high of 21. It is currently 18. For Riot Radio News, I'm Hayden Lamarant. I'm Hayden Lameron, and coming up on Hanging with Hayden, and DC Focus, I'll tell you about a cool virtual event DCSA is throwing on. Also, I'll share a backstory and some updates on a crazy investigation out of Florida. And finally, we'll go over a week four of the NFL recap and highlights. That's all coming up on Hanging with Hayden.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot
12: Radio. On October 5th, Durham College Student Association and colleges across Ontario are coming together for a virtual event with Canadian actor Dan Levy. If you're not familiar with who Dan Levy is, he's well known for playing David in the Canadian hit show Schitt's Creek. During the event, Dan will talk about his experience with bullying and his journey of learning about Canada's indigenous history. To register, head over to www.mydcsa.ca. One lucky Durham College student who registers for the event leaving it to ask Dan a question. As, now, as someone who binge watched Schitt's Creek over 14, I'm really super excited for this event. And I'm even crossing my fingers that I'm the student guest, that gets to ask Dan a question. The event kicks off Tuesday, October 5th at 7 p.m. I'm Hayden Lamarrant, and
3: this was DC Focus. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
12: I'm Hayden Lameron and welcome to Hanging with Hayden. So, there's this crazy investigation going on right now in Florida about a missing woman who didn't come back with her fiancé from a trip. So, you might know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, I'm talking about Gabby Petito. So, Gabby was last seen during a trip with her her fiancé, Brian Landry, when they were staying at a national park in Utah. So, to give you a timeline, Gabby was last seen in the park with her boyfriend, on, on her, with her fiancé, sorry, on August 25th and was supposedly last heard from, from her parents the 26th. Now, Brian came home to Florida on September 1st and Gabby wasn't really even reported missing until the 11th because her parents live in New York so they didn't know that she didn't come home with him. So to skip ahead a bit, Sadly, Gab- sadly, Gabby's body was found close to where they were staying in Utah. After that, the police and FBI then put out a warrant and manhunt out for Brian, who was a prime suspect in the case. But at this point, they didn't know if he was dead or alive. So there has been since then there has been signs. And now, just now, fast forward to just a couple weeks ago, um, TV bounty hunter Dog the Bounty Hunter, who. I watched a lot of as a kid, has joined the investigation, and since then, has come up with a lot of good leads. So, let's hope the big bad dog can sniff out Brian Landry from wherever he's hiding.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
12: Welcome back to Hanging with Hayden, and we're going to wrap up the show with the NFL Week 4 Recap and Highlights. To kick off the week, let's start with the Thursday night game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals, where the Bengals won 24-21 to and handed the Jaguars their 19th straight loss. And all I have to say about that is, yikes. Moving on to Sunday, Zach Wilson and the New York Jets won their first game of the season, defeating the Tennessee Titans 27-24 in overtime. The next game to highlight was the Battle of the Undefeated as the Arizona Cardinals faced the Los Angeles Rams. The Cardinals defeated and plummeted the Rams 37-20. But I gotta say, the biggest game to talk about from Sunday was the primetime game as Tom Brady returned to New England. Brady and the Buccaneers came out on top in a close one as they defeated the Patriots 17-19 to 19 in what was the game to watch. Now, the game I didn't want to talk about, but I will talk about, is as my Denver Broncos finally got, got beaten by the Baltimore Ravens. Now, people are saying, oh, because the first three games that they played were actual opponents because they played the Giants the Jets and the Jaguars who are all bad teams, but hey they're just all jealous that the Broncos are 3-0. But Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens did beat them 27-17. Well, that's it for me this week. I'm Hayden Lamarant and this was Hanging with Hayden on Right Radio. Stay tuned for more great content from my fellow classmates.
6: This is Riot Radio News.
12: Hello, I'm
13: Shivang and this is what making news this, the beautiful Alberta is in danger with the rise of the COVID cases. September was Alberta's worst month of the COVID-19 pandemic. As per the promotional data suggests, uh, more Albertans tested positive for COVID-19 than in any month prior, and records for the hospital and ICU admissions were set. That's in September also spiked, making it the deadliest month since January 2021. Alberta reported 45,665 COVID-19 cases this month, uh, accounting for more than 15% of all known cases in the province since the pandemic began. As of uh, September 30, 74.5% of Albertans aged 12 and uh, up have received two doses of vaccine. 83.8% have just received one Vaccine Alberta is waiting for the medical personnel from the mid uh, military, Canadian Red Cross, and Newfoundland and Labrador to arrive with the hope they'll help to boost the ICU capacity. Um, with this, sports this week, uh, uh, I'll be talking about how a 13 year old Canadian girl won the fastest marathon title May 6, uh, 1967, 3 hours 15 minutes and uh, 23 seconds. More in Wilton. Uh, ran the fastest forty two point two kilometers by a female she knocked more than four minutes of the previous world record. She is the only Canadian ever to won uh, a marathon world's best She was also the youngest. Record holder. In fact, he was too young for the record keepers in that day and age. Talking on weather this week, the weather will have slight rain with 15 degrees high to a low of 12 degrees. Tomorrow it will be a high of 19 degrees to a low of 13 degrees with a cloudy atmosphere. And Wednesday uh, will be a little bit of sunny, uh, with again a high of 19 degrees and a low of 13 degrees. For Right Radio, I am Shivang Brombert. Welcome to my show EZPZ, I'm Shivang and today we are going to talk about the events that are coming up in Durham Region and in the Durham College and what's happened to WhatsApp and uh, Instagram and Facebook on Monday. So stay tuned with me uh, on Right Radio. I'm Shivang Kumar and you are listening to my show EZPZ.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
13: Hello my name is Shivang and you're listening to my show EZPZ on Riot Radio. Today I am going to talk about an event that is coming up on 15, 16 and 17th October. The event is basically is uh, a festival uh, which is celebrated every year in India for 9 uh, days. Uh, sometimes 10 uh, so it's a Navratri festival that happens in India in a huge amount because there are a lot of people involved in that festival and um, uh, in Canada uh, it has actually been organized by the Durham students but it is not uh, organized by the college so Durham students are actually who graduated uh, this year have organized uh, that festival uh, it is at the pickering center of durham college 15 16th and 17th october is the date and the uh price of the passes would be around like 40 so if you want want to go and visit in that festival or event you can surely uh, do that second thing uh, durham college has actually mailed and informed some of the guys who wants to Uh, do their photo shoots for the college and in that uh, some of them have already given their names and their photos but those who are being left out you can uh, you have still the last chance to do it you can send your picture your name and your availability for the photo shoot this photo shoot is basically for the uh, brochure of the Durham students uh, who are here or who wants to be in this college uh, the photo shoot will begin for in this fall month so there are been dates uh, in which the Durham College has given uh, that we can apply but today will be the last day to actually give your names for those photo shoots so yeah uh, this is all about the DC focus this week I'm coming up with that what happened to Instagram Facebook uh, and whatsapp on monday what has happened because it was down for like five to six hours maybe more to be honest uh, so coming up uh, next i'm going to talk about this technical thing stay tuned with me i'm Shivang Brimbert, and you are listening to my show ECPC on Riot radio
2: you're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at durham college now back to more news campus information and informative
13: talk right here on riot radio hello welcome to my show easy Busy. i'm Shivang, and today i'm gonna talk about what happened on monday uh, whatsapp instagram and facebook was a down so users around the globe were reporting facebook instagram and whatsapp outages on monday according to the website down detector uh, users of the three social media and messaging apps began reporting outage issues at around like 11 30 am Eastern time uh the cause of the problem was not immediately clear many of the users got an ip address uh, that could not be found message when uh, trying to load facebook uh, while instagram and whatsapp users couldn't refresh their feeds or uh, or send any messages on those apps and to be honest i was also actually worried that is this my internet or the phone has been broken on i'm i was not sure uh we are aware that some people are having trouble uh, accessing our apps and products facebook said on twitter we are working to get things back to as normal as quickly as possible and we apologize for any inconvenience whatsapp also tweeted uh, that it's uh, working to get things back to normal and promised its users an update as soon as possible uh both uh tweeted at the Twitter. The only thing was not working was WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. Other than that, you can use your internet in every possible way. Twitter was lucky that it not got down. But other than that, the issue was not being uh, detected yet. Well, that's it with the matter. The second thing I'm going to talk about that Canadians are unknowingly buying homes in climate change danger zones. That is what a report has been found out. Uh, Canadians are unknowingly buying and uh, building homes and other n- infrastructures in aid at high risk of flooding, wildfires and other climate change impact. Uh, that could lead to billions of dollars in damage each year. Not just the dollars, but the lives as well. Says a new reporter from the Canadian Institute of Climate Uh, choices. Investing in adaptation could slash those costs, uh, but just about no one has the information they need to be able to adapt, according to the report released last week from the federal-funded think tank. Uh, There's a pretty poor understanding of climate changes, uh, climate risks, and really poor risk uh, disclosure practices across the country, said uh, Dylan Clark, a senior research associate at the institute and uh, at the co-author of the report. Researchers were able to obtain data uh, available for a fee from a private company, a JBA Risk Management, that showed uh, 325,000 buildings uh, in Canada are at risk of flooding from heavy rainfall and another uh, 625,000 are at risk from flooding due to rivers uh, breaching their brands um whose owners have no way of knowing that their uh, properties are at risk of flooding and that's what the report said well that's it for today uh, i'm Shivang Brahmbhat and you're listening to my show easy peasy on right radio see you next week
6: This is Riot Radio News.
4: Hello and good afternoon to all you Durham College students. My name is Damar Lewis and this is What's Making News This Hour. Starting, I would like to inform you that Ontario is reporting just over 400 new COVID-19 cases, with logging 429 new COVID-19 cases overall today, with rolling down from last Monday's cases that were just at 500 at 11. While we're on the topic of COVID-19, Ontario Premier Doug Ford stated yesterday in his throne speech that Ontario is determined to avoid future lockdowns to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, as numbers slowly decline, most likely due to vaccinations. And lastly, according to the director of the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies, the government is trying to convince dubious countries to allow Canadians who have mixed vaccinations to travel across Canada. While this may be a bit tricky, the government of Canada feels confident that they can get this done. So guys, if you unfortunately did mix and match while getting your shot, it's hopeful that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. In sports, the Toronto Raptors finally played in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena for the first time in 19 months, with being 582 days to be exact. But it was a great sight to see nonetheless, as rookie Scottie Barnes had an amazing preseason debut with a stat-stuffer line of 13 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks, with the Raptors getting the 123-107 to victory against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Toronto Maple Leafs also had a victorious preseason game against the Ottawa Senators, winning 3-1 with pierre Engvall getting two goals with six shots on goal. For Riot Radio weather, it is now 18 degrees with it being very cloudy with no signs of rain, but we can potentially have some sun around 3pm till around sunset. And with tonight, we should get a warm night with it just staying at 15 degrees overnight with just some clouds. For Wednesday, we have a cloudy day mixed with some sun at 19 degrees with a cool cloudy night with a bit of wind, with it being at 13 degrees after sunset. It's currently 18 degrees. For Riot Radio Weather, I'm Demar Lewis.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here
4: on riot radio good afternoon to all you durham college students and professors this is the keep it on the dl radio talk show i'm your host demar lewis Stick around with me while on today's show, I got some important news on DC Focus with information on a Durham College webinar series that will help mature students get on the right path. Also, we'll be talking about the impact of Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp being shut down yesterday. And lastly, students and professors, if you live in the Northern Oshawa area, please be careful as you take walks in your area as there has been cases reoccurring of people being attacked by coyotes. That's all coming up today on the Keep It On The DL radio talk show on Riot Radio
0: campus life, and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
4: This week on DC Focus, we got this amazing webinar series that requires information for mature students. This session includes topics such as DC programs, financing your education, academic upgrading options, and support services. So... If you're a student or even somebody who is not too sure that they're headed onto the right path of where they need to be, then I do recommend you register and attend this webinar session. This event starts tomorrow, October 6th at six o'clock to 6.45. And you can find more information on this and how to register at www.eventbrite.ca slash e slash dc webinar series. And once you register, you will receive a confirmation email with login instructions to get your session, to get into your session tomorrow. This is being strongly encouraged by myself and from all Durham College staff because we want everyone on campus to be successful and to be on the right path. The last thing we want is people in programs that they don't find amusing or that they just aren't into, or they're just not too sure that this is what they want to be doing. No, we want you guys to be 100% sure of your career path. Also, please be aware that this webinar series will have information for domestic students. Yes, that's right. If you are an international student, please contact the international office at international at durhamcollege.ca for information for prospective students. Lastly, if you have any questions, feel free to contact the student recruitment team at recruitment at durhamcollege.ca. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio.
2: you're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at durham college now back to more news campus information and informative talk right here on riot radio
4: hello guys and welcome back to the keep it on the dl radio talk show on riot radio i am damar lewis and yesterday if you have a cell phone if you're on social media you noticed that instagram facebook and WhatsApp were all shut down yesterday for for a significant amount of time. I mean, I first noticed that it was shut down around uh, eleven thirty when I was in class, and it was like that till around maybe seven seven thirty. And you know what? Um, I think it was a good thing. I think that it's time. It, it was about a time where you know we all got a look at this and not get sucked into our phones and you know it was good to to, you know to not get caught up in what people are 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 doing or other people that are not yourself what they're doing because i know we are we're all we're all human we all have stuff that we're behind on and i thought that with these apps being down these these very powerful apps being down that we all had time to ourselves that we could you know we should have we all should have took that that time to you know you know do something That we've been trying to do for the last two weeks like i don't know if it's maybe you know cleaning cleaning up your room or you know uh doing a chore that you've been meaning to do or going out and doing this or you know it was just a time to take advantage and um do something that you haven't done or that you've been meaning to do for a long time and and i definitely took that advantage i got some assignments done that i've been meaning to do for a few days but just been caught up and you know and that I think I think we all. I'm not saying shut down these apps every week. I'm just saying that if this were to reoccur, um, I believe that we should all take the time that it is gone to do something that we we we've been wanting to do for a while, and 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 get get so we so we're not behind and we're not getting caught up in in, in social media drama or you know who's doing what and, and stuff that just doesn't have to do with ourselves. And and, I you know, once it did come back, I know everybody was relieved and it's a good thing. But at the same time, um, we should all have I'm glad we got that bit of a dose of reality. And um, I, I, you know, I don't mean, we want it to happen again. But I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for it at the same time. I'm very thankful that stuff like this does happen so we can all get, take a break from the social media life and catch up on what we need to do. Also, I got a story for you guys about Coyote's being around in the Northern Oshawa area. I know this is a re- uh, this is a true statement for, for sure, because I do live in the Northern Oshawa area and I have seen, uh, a few coyotes, you know, r- running around in, in the fields and, you know, while driving home from work. And I just want to say, um, guys, p- please, please be careful out there. These coyotes have no remorse and they will bite you. Uh, there have been reoccurring cases I- I this past summer of of children being bitten. I believe on september twenty seventh uh, a little girl was was bitten by a coyote in the northern Oshawa area and she was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. but in the story, it claims that you know as the as the child was bitten and the mother dragged her daughter away from the coyote, the coyote just stood there and and was still ready to to go and 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 attack again. so, please guys if you're walking home if because i like to do late night walks i mean that's one of my that's my thing i like going out listening to music you know sometimes going for a late night run or just for a walk or but please be alert of these coyotes and 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 if you if you live in an area where it has open land or you know areas where you know there's a lot of um open areas like parks and stuff like that they tend to be around there and they will attack you but please just be careful if you do just make sure you're, you're protecting yourself and you're you're alert at least because this is an ongoing issue and um i believe the mayor of oshawa is trying to figure out a way where, where we can where we can stop you know getting attacked by these coyotes but we're just not on that i uh, unsure of what what they're going to do yet but there has been signs around certain areas that um around Durham region that where coyotes are. So if you are going for a walk and you see one of those signs that, you know, show uh that a coyotes are around, uh b- please just, you know, don't walk around that area or just please be safe. Um These coyotes are no joke and they, they will attack you. With having said all of that, please be safe out there, guys. I hope you received a lot of important information today and had a lot of fun with me on the Keep It On The DL radio talk show. For Riot Radio, I'm Damar Lewis.
14: This is Riot Radio News. Amiris, this is what's making news this hour Myanmar Suki to testify in own defense later this month. An anti vaxxer Edmonton Euler got COVID and now his hockey career might be over. Celebrity Mark Chef McQuan restaurant and gourmet foods business files for creditor protection, citing cash crunch. Driver rushed to hospital after a single vehicle crash on York-Durham line. The region of Durham is taking over Brock Township to court over a planned supportive house project in Beaverton. In sports, Toronto Blue Jays route Baltimore Orioles but miss playoffs. Canada's hockey women's national team fails to trail Smoke Eaters 5-1 in exhibition. MLB draws 45.3 million as fans returns, down from 68.5 pre-COVID. Talking about weather, the climate is 18 degrees right now and it is not going to be cold in the night with a 17 degrees Celsius, so don't start your heater system yet. Tomorrow will be 19 degrees celsius with a low of 13 degrees celsius. For Riot Radio, I'm Irish. Hello everyone, I'm Irish and welcome to my show Insomnia Nights. And in today's show, we're going to be reading one of my personal favorite creepypasta stories. I'm a huge fan of horror stories, so be aware. Because this one is going to be a banger. And after that, we are going to be taking a look at Durham Region's most haunted places. So if you live around, I dare you to visit some of these places.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
14: Hello and welcome to my show Insomnia Nights and today in DC Focus we have news of market closing down. Kavar Market, Pickering and Shell Canada and Newcastle were recently closed down due to not following COVID health and safety measures. So if you own a business or just a customer yourself, please follow COVID regulations because these are for you and for the people around you. Are you a mature student? Considering attending post-secondary education? Not too sure of the right path? Durham College can help. These sessions will include topics such as DC programs and admissions and requirements, financing your education, academic upgrading options, support services. So go to Eventbrite and search Mature Student Information webinar and apply today and Durham College will help you get to the right path. You're listening to Right Radio, your personal college radio and I'm your host for the hour, Irish. So let's get into my first story. Change the music. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight and needless to say it was pitch black, as was usual at night. I was on edge I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffler roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rear view mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later a car passed me to the left, headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes like you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree or when you start awake at night with feeling for falling. 10 seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car I drove the rest of the way home shivering and knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two seats of scratches near the back of my van. I was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old, they could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility 1. By some glitch in reality or something paranormal, the, the other car had some apparel behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is that makes my blood run, run cold when I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact but it makes me dread driving alone at the night even more. Possibility 2 The car was normal It had approached me from the rear and passed me to the left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on their sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Oh, that took a really scary turn. Now let's get on to the next segment of the show. What's Halloween without a ghost or two? maybe more while it's spooky fun for many other believes that paranormal is serious business and that Durham has its share of haunted locals where spirits are sometimes heard and even seen here are nine places to steer clear of for the faint of the heart or check out if you're brave enough Ghost Road from Schoog Island did a young man lose control of his motorcycle and die here in the fifties. Some say he hid the head on the rock that remains hid on there on this day and that the round white light sometimes seen on the road is from his bike. Former Whitby Psychiatric Hospital Before it was torn down, the site was a drinking spot for local youths. But some went to have a supernatural encounter and few reportedly left in a hurry after terrifying unexplained occurrences. Salem Cemetery Ajax A strange barking dog and the other old incidents have been reported here over the years. Next Whitby Centennial Building One of Durham's more well-known allegedly haunted places Canadian Automotive Museum Oshawa Voices and other eerie sights and sounds lead some to believe many spirits inhabit the museum. Next, Lee House Kogog. 150 years old in 2015, some of the people in the house's lengthy past appear to be still with us. Trafalgar Castle, Whitby. Sheriff Reynolds' former home, once the largest private residence in the country, is a school now and now students and others have told of footsteps and doors that open and close on their own. Union Cemetery Oshawa. Apparently spirits of some of the lem- cemeteries dead are not at rest. I have been to some of these places on Ashwa, and if you have to let me know on the Facebook page at Insomnia Nights and I will see you next time. I've been your host for the hour, Irish, and are you're listening to RightRadio.ca?
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College.